0: Hello, my name is Lauren LaGrasso, and you are listening to Unleash Your Inner Creative. This show is meant to help you make creativity the filter for your life and claim the word creative, take fear out of the driver's seat, put it in the backseat, maybe the trunk, and really get more in tune with who you really are and live a more inspired and inspiring life. Today, my guest is me. I'm going to be doing a creative check-in or really a bunch of creative check-ins, which are just like little revelations I've had over the past week about life and the creative path. And I share these things so that you don't have to make the same mistakes or have the same hardships as me, or if you're going through them to, you know, just tell you it's going to be okay. We're going to make it through. Or sometimes just to get vulnerable because this this path is not easy. It's not laid out and Anyone who's approaching something more creatively than they have to, whether you're a lawyer who's got a creative outlook or a mom, you're going to come up against conflicts because society wants you to fit in line. And so it's important to talk about these things because while, yes, it is such a blessing to pursue a life that is unique, it's also difficult at times. And the only way we can get through it is if we talk about it and share with each other. So without further ado, here's my first little tidbit. Last night, I actually recorded this podcast, well, what was supposed to be this podcast, and it sucked. (laughs) So the first Curative Check-In is that sometimes you have to start over and that's okay. If something isn't up to snuff, don't be too proud or too lazy to try again. I knew two minutes into that podcast last night that I was struggling One of the issues was I didn't set myself up for success. First of all, I waited until I was like halfway into the Grammy show. And as a singer-songwriter, really wanted to watch that. Halfway into the Grammys, late on a Sunday night when I'm already kind of in a weird Sunday. I get like really depressed on Sundays. That's a whole other story. But like a Sunday funk and tired. And so I didn't set myself up for a good outcome. Because I put myself in a scenario where I was already backed up against the wall. And then on top of that, I didn't really like respect how I know I work best. So there's certain things I do that really help me. I always take notes before a show because I want to make sure it's useful for you. So I will write down like bullet points of what I want to hit. And it really helps when you do that. For me personally, like some people love handwriting things out. I need to do things on the computer because it's the only way I can organize my thoughts. And last night I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to handwrite it. You know, no, honey. That's my honey to me. If you're already in a state where you're a little exhausted, put yourself in a good state. So I should have typed them out and organized my thoughts more coherently. And also like... If I needed to, if I absolutely needed to record, because sometimes you're not going to have a choice to redo something, right? If you do have the ability to redo it and you're not satisfied with the way it was and it's not going to be a tremendous cost to you financially or personally, then sometimes you can redo it, but sometimes you can't, right? So in those moments, like you have to give yourself every advantage you can. And I mean, I could have at least given myself like a cup of coffee, but I just tried to maneuver my way through. And then on top of that... I wasted so much time beating myself up while I was doing that. Do you ever do this? You're in the middle of a creative project. Like you're in the midst of it. You're creating in that moment. And you're telling yourself the whole time what bullshit it is. And I finally realized last night you know, if you spend so much time judging yourself when you're in the midst of creating something, the quality of your work decreases so much because so much of your energy is going to the judgment instead of the actual creation. So by the time you get done with it, the things, the bad things you were thinking about yourself are probably true because you put more energy into the bad thoughts than what you were trying to make. And so... My call to myself and to you and what I'm really attempting right now is just staying present with the work. Don't waste time beating yourself up when you could be putting your energy into whatever you're trying to create. It's easier said than done. It's something that you have to constantly be working on, but it doesn't serve us because you know what? You can you can save that judgment for after you're done. Then what you do is you finish the project, put all your energy into the project, and you objectively listen to it after. And judge it, whether it's good, bad, kind of in the middle and needs to be redone, whatever it is. But if you have to judge, save it for once you finish a project is what I'm trying to say. Because when you beat yourself up the whole time, you just kind of never really get anywhere. So... Those are my thoughts on why I had to redo this today. I'm already feeling so much worse. I mean, the thing is too, like I let myself also have like a medium-sized iced latte before this. So I'm peppy. Last night I sounded like Eeyore, you know. it's like, <laughs> If you know something isn't working two minutes into it, don't keep going or at least don't keep going in the same way. Reroute get yourself a cup of coffee, approach it from a different angle, pause, come back to it five minutes later, give yourself a moment, take a sip of water, do something that's going to change the trajectory of your success. Now, the things I originally wanted to talk about, one of them was organizing. So if you listen to my New Year intention setting episode, you know that one of my goals for this year is to get organized because it's something I've struggled with my whole life is like being creative and like not caring and like, You know, having my stuff all over the place was just fun, but also not really conducive to having a clear mind. And I want to give myself every advantage I can because I'm pursuing so many different lives right now, and I shouldn't have to be searching for my keys in the midst of trying to figure out how to grow my podcast or get my songs on the radio. So I've been going through things and really committing to this, and like every week, making a distinct organization project. And this week, my project was actually my bookshelf because my bookshelf was overflowing. My cup runneth over, not in a good way. I went through it and I have a whole shelf just filled with papers, some of them dating back to college, actually. And when I say papers, I mean like they're in folders. It wasn't just like stacks of papers. So give myself a little bit of credit. But it was really interesting going through these papers and I threw a lot of them away. But some of them really inspired me. And it made me realize organizing isn't just good because it helps your brain be clear and organized, but also because when you go through those old things, it can remind you of old creative joys that you haven't thought of in a while because they've literally been buried underneath other papers. <laughs> so what I found when I went through these papers and and folders and books were a few things that I hadn't really given much thought to in a while that were huge joys of mine in college. So one of them was a bunch of musical theater music like stacks and stacks of different songs. And it was so much fun to look through all of them and start singing them again. And then there were a few that I actually had like performance videos of. So I pulled them up and was rewatching them and I got to relive that joy. And it made me realize like, while maybe I don't have time to do a musical theater play right now, I want to sing more and, and do more musical theater because that's what my background is. When I ask people, and if you, this is the first time for you tuning in, I often ask people, what was the inciting incident of your creativity? For me, it really was musical theater. I went to see this, I think it was a musical, Cheaper by the Dozen, and then I was in Sound of Music the next year. And that was when I was like four, three or four. So that is kind of like a home base for me. And the fact that I haven't been touching that home base has been kind of a departure from self. So it reminded me that I need to get back there. And then I also found this sketch that I wrote in college. And writing for a film and TV hasn't been something I've done a ton of. I did do a few of them when I first moved out here. But it was something that brought me so much joy and that I really got to be myself and show my personality through. So when you write like, a screenplay or I've never written a screenplay but when you write like a TV show or a sketch or a short film or a play it's great because you really get to put your personality into it without you personally having to interject and it was just so much fun to read back through those and see how free I was I was so free and and just not afraid to like fully be myself and put myself out there and it made me think of a few other things you know because For those of us who have been on the earth for a good amount of time now, I remember the time when I didn't have a smartphone and that was in college. And I was thinking back to college and how much I got done without that phone. And while, yes, it's an incredible resource and we're very lucky in many ways, sometimes it takes over so much that it takes a lot of our brain space that could otherwise be going to creative projects. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I had on Jim Quick, who's this incredible brain coach and expert, and he talked about digital overload. And I've been thinking about that a lot since his episode. And when I looked back at how much I accomplished in college, I mean, I got two degrees. I was the head of all these different clubs. I was in all the plays. I had my own radio show. There were so many things going on. But I had to wonder if a part of why I was able to accomplish so much Well, one, I was young and had a lot of energy, but I still have a lot of energy. But I think the bigger thing was my brain wasn't wrapped up with bullshit all the time. And it's so easy to get sucked into your device and just make it a habit. And so I really am now trying that thing that Jim suggested, which is to not look at, he said, not look at your phone. I look at my phone a little bit. Like I'm fine with text messages and a few emails, but the first thing I always do is meditate. But I'm trying not to look at social media, at least for the first hour I'm awake, so that I can set my day from within and not have my brain in fight or flight all day and not have my brain like attached to continuously just checking these icons rather than creating my own stuff. Because I want to get back to that level of efficiency. And I would just say, if you find yourself distracted, like look back at yourself 10 years ago, were you first of all happier? And were you... Putting out more work than you are now in some way. And if that is the case, what was it because of? I really feel like the big difference is having that phone in the forefront of the brain. So I'm really trying to kind of detox technology, get it out of my system. Like every time I go to open up Instagram, instead, I'm trying to think of a melody or think of an idea for a new show I might produce or think of how to grow this podcast. So Try replacing it and see how that reacts with you. I must say that I know it's only been one day, but today I've been so much happier because I've made these changes. When I talked about the sketch that I wrote in college and how free it was and how open it was and how I was really bringing my full self to it, it made me think of another topic, which is bringing your full self to wherever you are. And I bring this up because a few people in my life lately either directly or indirectly have asked me to shrink. And as I enter this new year of life, I really want to find a way to work myself into circles where my thirst for life and the fullness of who I am is cherished, not shamed. Here's the thing. If you can't bring your full self to your relationships, your workplace, your life in general, you have to ask yourself a few questions. So one is how much censoring am I doing based on the assumptions of what I think others will think? And if there's a question of that, if you if you haven't really tried to bring your full self and you're guessing that other people won't respect you or support you just based on how you're judging yourself, then you have to bring out the pieces of you that you've been hiding and see how it feels and how others react. Now, if they don't react well, or if you've already seen them, react poorly to you being your full self, then you need to ask, how can you put yourself in better rooms, rooms where your full self is honored and not asked to shrink? Because the thing I've been thinking about lately is if I'm surrounding myself with these people who are asking me to shrink and I'm feeling ashamed to say certain things that are going on with me or certain pieces of who I am because I'm afraid to be judged or exiled or told that I'm bad, but I still really want those pieces of myself and want to express those pieces of myself, well, how much is that shrinking to make other people comfortable affecting your success? I have to think it's a lot. It would seem that it would be a lot because from everything we're learning about energy, it really does affect output. And the energy you put on certain things or people or ideas truly affects how you manifest so if you're afraid to tell people that you have this creative passion, but you want it more than anything, how could you possibly manifest a career in that field when you're hiding? So I just call to you and to me to remember that people who are for you will never shame you for being who you are. And what I'm really hoping is true and what I've seen to be true from the people we've talked to on this show Is that when you do finally step into the full essence of who you are, when you don't let fear sit in the driver's seat, when you kick it out and you say, hey, fear, F you, move over, I'll drive, beautiful, miraculous things can happen. And you deserve that. We weren't put on this earth to be small. We were put on this earth to expand, to grow our soul as big as we can, to learn as much as we possibly can, to share as much as we can, to give back as much as we can. There's no better way to be of service than being yourself. You, who you truly are deep down inside, not the ego, your soul, that is the greatest gift you can ever give anyone. So if you're shrinking your soul, if you're piecemaling pieces of yourself so that it makes other people comfortable, you are cheating yourself and others out of the greatest gift that they could ever be given. So don't do that. Remember that people who are for you will never shame you for being who you are. I think that's all I have to say for today. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for being so supportive of the show. Thanks to my dear friend Liz Full for the show's theme music. You can follow her at Liz Full. If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow it on Spotify, and tell a friend about the show by taking a screenshot, posting to social media, and tagging at Unleash Your Inner Creative and at Lauren LaGrasso. Also, if you haven't already listened to my single, Road to Glory, I would love for you to check it out. You can find it anywhere you get music and also find the music video on YouTube by typing in Lauren Legrasso Road to Glory. My wish for you this week is for you to be as big as you want to be and to seek out rooms where that is absolutely cherished. I believe in you. Talk next week.